Say welcome to Geeks and the Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and if you're new to the podcast, we are a generally nerdy podcast, <laughs> and we talk about all things nerdy and fun. Generals. And we, yeah, ge- genitals? What? No, <laughs> Generals, not good Generals, Lord. yeah, my bad. And um, we take those nerdy things and we take it, take a little spin. We look at it through a parenting lens at times when we remember. And joining me this week okay. is the man who... I test his might every single week. Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello. See, that one was nice. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's nice. pretty good. Yes. Right, yeah. right. And, and, and yeah, you're, just, uh, you're just saving it for later. I know. No, no, no. I'm nice. I'm nice <laughs> in general. And, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not going to even do any more intros. I'm just going to say Hawk, Bowman, uh, Coach, and uh, Shows. Oh, I said Coach. coach. Well, that was a long time. Sorry. My bad. That's an old yeah. thing. Mr. Moore, Oof. Matt Moore. How's it going, guys? Hello, hello. Oh, hey. Excellent. Hey. I I had hey. intros based on every single one of these movies, and then I was just like, you know what? Well, go get them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I no, I don't know where they are. I ripped up the <laughs> shit and I just it's all gone. It's all gone. Like that stretch just, sweep we just did. Um, we're just winging it from here. Yeah. So Eric, if we're just winging it from here, does that make you the wing commander? Ah, uh, oh. he was the womb raider. We're getting that womb commander. Uh, based oh, on that, I'm not going to go into the high, the university thing. So, oh, so. so Matthew so, Lillard, what do you guys think, Matthew Lillard? Yeah. So recently <laughs> on the wow. internet, there was a big kerfuffle because um, Universal popped out this trailer that no one really knew was coming, and people were like, "Oh, I guess they're making a sequel to the Doom movie." <laughs> And that movie, <laughs> and so the trailer is Doom Annihilation. It just came out of nowhere. It's a nice, it's a nice little thirty-second clip about this. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. it looks like a straight-to-home video type movie. What, what, what did you guys like think about it? It's like a project, frankly. Uh, that, yeah. you know what? That's exactly the way the cinematography yeah. looks on it. It's straight to. You know what? Uh, I don't. If history has taught us nothing, it's that any uh, video game-based movie sequel that has the word Annihilation in the title, it's a gem. Like. Two thumbs what? up, ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll change a couple of the characters around. That's why the Dooms or the Doom the the Rock's not there, and neither is Carl yeah. uh, Urban. Yeah. But here's the thing, though: is it actually a sequel to the first Doom video game movie? No, I doubt it. I don't know. I don't no, think they so. haven't said anything. Yeah, honestly, to be. But but uh, I, 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 it's been a while since that movie came out, right? Two thousand and six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I also heard that like didn't Doom like the people who actually make the game kind of disavow it entirely? Like yeah, yeah. So basically. <laughs> the trailer came out and Bethesda was like, we have nothing to do with that. They sent yeah. out a tweet like right away. They're like, nope, yeah. we are like, not, not involved. <laughs> and you know, control their licenses? Yeah, not movie rights, right? Sometimes things come out is different it, ways. Is it like, Universal or Fox? Because I thought didn't Universal. Fox do the first This one? is Universal. So was they it Universal have, originally as well too? Yeah, I believe I so. I don't remember. Don't recall. I, I always, I'm going to say yes, just because I don't want to look it up. <laughs> And oh, have that fair. in my search history. Well, just because that's one. Because if Universal bought, it's you know, it's like the the Fox issue with Marvel properties. Once they buy the property, they own it for X yeah. amount of time. And as long as they do another movie in the X amount of time, they can keep cranking it out, and no one can touch it. Yeah, Universal has um, 
uh, what's it called the Hulk, and that they just don't want to give up those rights for a solo movie, which mm. is crazy because they would have lots of money. Sure, but lots and lots not. of money. But you know, hmm. they're also holding on to Namor as well. So um, at least as a solo movie. So you know, those two properties for Marvel are <laughs> sort of screwed. But this isn't the Marvel cast, and Marvel cast it's is true. in a couple weeks when uh, we do Endgame. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Any yeah, other so thoughts on Annihilation? It looks like it's a movie yeah, that stars like Ian Ziering and Tara Reid. Like it looks like one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Straight yeah, to sci-fi yeah. movie. It does. Oh. It does. The, it's weird because you don't even see any of the main characters of yeah, yeah. The, you know, of the franchise. Or even yeah. at least the enemies, right? They sort of look like generic zombies. Yeah. And yeah. That's sort of sad it honestly the vibe i got watching it it looked like a weird hybrid between starship troopers and house of the dead starship troopers 2 and house <laughs> yes. of the dead. starship, starship yeah. troopers 2 very clear i yes. know but the starship no. troopers without neil patrick harris to save the day no it did have an uve, uve bowl kind of yeah. like cheapness yes. to it. like 100 i don't know if that's a real thing like honestly i look at that and i just go maybe it's just some publicity stunt like i don't know if that 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 that's something they could have shot in one afternoon and yeah. uh, I don't know if that's a real, real trailer. Because if it, it is, like, boy, it, it looks like an asylum. Yeah. It's like, like, it looks like yeah, a fake. Yeah, for real. It, um, it was um, actually teased by one of the actresses on there a couple, mm. I guess, a right. month or two before. And she's an actress, and air quotes, like, she was a model that is now an actress. So, oh, there's the first sign. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she got into a little bit of a problem with the fanboys. Really? Uh, Why? Yeah. Uh, over, tw- over Twitter, uh, she basically gave the middle finger to them. Oh, yeah, nice. To be uh, fair. Her movie yeah. looks like hot garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh-huh. I'm just gonna say that I'm on the YouTube page right now, and and I'm I'm doing what everyone loves to do is read comments Love on it. YouTube videos. Oh, that's what uh, everyone. Yeah. The but best. The, the, <laughs> the top comment is, please put this back in the oven. It's not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the comment under that says, it's a little bit too early for April Fool's jokes. Oh. oh. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. so this 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 trailer got me thinking. Oh, you know what? Has there any ever been a really good video game movie and you know, we talk about adaptations all the time. We talk about comic book ones. We talk about any nerdy thing that gets turned into another sort of medium. So I thought we discuss what makes a good adaptation. Like, is it strictly being like, like honoring the source material or taking that idea and sort of feeling it out, but making their own thing? Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, well, I think the list of movies as we go through them are are going to be very conducive to this discussion because I think I think they all succeed or fail in different ways along the sort of things that you were talking about, Eric, like whether or not it's uh, true to uh, the spirit of the game, or maybe um, you know, is it is it a better film as opposed to an adaptation, you know, of a video game? So th- there's a lot of different you know, I think aspects to the discussion. I think once we go down the list, we can go into it a bit more. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we're all pretty much we all play games, right? Yeah, yes. pretty much. Um, does it does it like when you play a game? Like, are you thinking about like, ooh, what would happen if I make this a cinematic version? Like, they talk about the Uncharted movie coming out in mm. whenever, whenever the future, um, starring Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. Was that sort of <laughs> your 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 idea of like? Mm. Oh, and when I think of Uncharted, I would be like, oh yeah, I think of Tom Holland. No, as Nathan Drake. No, no yeah. I, so I think Nathan Fillion, hands down, all day, every day on that one. That's just me, though. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's, I think that's everybody. Yeah, yeah. including Nathan Fillion, <laughs> if you ask him. Yes, it would have been Fillion back in like say before two thousand five, six, could, maybe in that. But I they could, did that fan I film, could, right? Uh, Nathan yeah. Fillion and that yeah. Canadian director made that really, really good like short film about um, yeah. 
Uncharted. But I, I always see like a late twenties guy in that way. Yeah. I think I'm like Nathan Drake. So, so when they originally um, yeah, cast the Uncharted it. movie and they had yeah. Mark Wahlberg as a, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not Nathan, gosh, Billy, Nathan yeah. Drake. No. You're like, oh yeah, there's the age range I was thinking yeah. of. No, <laughs> they, they could, they could definitely do that. I think I honestly, it's one of those things where if you want to do that, and I found that they have some of the best luck with this, is you don't want to get like a, for lack of a better term, an A-list Hollywood person. You want to get someone that maybe has some recognition or has like a smaller fan base mm-hmm. but you always want to get someone it's like with the the mar like the, the comic book movies you want to get someone that looks if you're going to do a strict portrayal you want someone that looks like the character that they're playing if you want the movie to just take place in that universe as long as you're honoring the source material properly i think you can get away with a little bit more mm-hmm. for sure I, I agree on the point and that if you're casting these and that you want a guy who's maybe got a few indie flicks and good reviews under his belt. Yeah. Uh, and then this is kind of like what the, that step up into the mm-hmm. A-list. Yeah, definitely. So, so let's, let, let's just go straight into the films. I, um, I picked these films, like we picked, it's called the best video game film, but I don't think any of these have gotten over an 80, <laughs> wait, yeah. over a 70% on Metacritic based on, uh, you know, critics mm-hmm. reviews and sure there's there's a difference between having it as you know someone who doesn't know the mythology behind it and then mm-hmm. you know the fans who you know went out mm-hmm. to that movie just to see mm-hmm. their favorite characters come out so sure each of these movies that i picked into this list of five is somewhere along that you know that spectrum right of, of how close it is like steve said mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as we get through it and i mm-hmm. thought you know we always throw the the parenting one right at the end so let's throw it right <laughs> at the beginning. Let's do Ratchet and Clank. This Fair movie enough. was released in 2016, and it actually stars all of the people from the video game. Mm-hmm. So all of the voice actors are exactly the people from the video game, and it um, used a lot of the assets that they used from the video game that was released the same year. What did you uh, guys think of this film? Was uh, that John Goodman's voice in the film? Yes, it was. Yes, yes it was. Was he in the original video games? No. So the, the, the Ratchet voices. Yeah, so the Ratchet and Clank video game that came out in 2016 was sort of a reboot to the franchise. Mm. Um, although they still, you know, picked and chose, you know, mm. little things that they did from yeah. the previous uh, iterations. I liked um, it. It was cute. It was. It was. You know. It was. It was definitely a very good family film. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely stayed kind of true to the material. Um, I don't know. I loves me some Paul Giamatti, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, it's sorry, the only Paul one on our list that's uh, really for kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, Silent Hill can be for kids sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. does feature a lot of kids. It does. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, no, it is. It is the only I think, like, actually, like, yeah, across the board family film. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, and to make a point in that, it does draw. It does do a good job of drawing from its own source material in that. I was yeah. kind of going through yeah. and just picking out the little Easter eggs here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Character wise, you know, Captain Quark and uh, Chairman Drek and that as uh, mm-hmm. protagonist and antagonist, and sometimes yeah. in reverse. <laughs> but also, what I really loved was a lot of all the references to the crazy weapons and that that you can get in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And like the Sheepinator. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. It was it was nice to see um, a condensed version of a video game in there. Like it felt yeah. it felt super true. Uh, Steve, what do you think of this uh, game? Yeah. Movie. I think- uh, yeah, I guess I'm the dissenting voice. I thought it was a very run-of-the-mill movie. Um, like, there's a lot of... Like, okay, well, just to, as a caveat, I didn't really play the games, so I'm coming at it from 
totally like just looking at it as just a straight film. But, it but really, are you looking at it as an adult watching this film? Or are you looking at it as a kid? No, no, no. Even even as a kid film, I didn't think. I mean, I think there are many, many films that are as animated, uh, animated just as well. I mean, it's a very well animated movie. Voice mm-hmm. acting is good. Um, it's really cute. Good, good action scenes. But the thing is, that's pretty common now. There's a lot of animated films that reach that mm-hmm. level, you know. So to me, mm-hmm. I just felt as a film, like taking it apart from the video game part, it was it was very uh, run of the mill. Like I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it really stood out as a film on its own. And mm-hmm. I guess also, I mean, I know enough about the game that it felt very much like just all the cutscenes of the game. Uh, strung together as opposed to being a film, which, uh, you know, to kind of bring it back to something you were saying earlier, Eric, like when we play video games and you try to imagine how it will become a film, uh, what do you look for? And I feel like it needed a little bit more than just that in this case. Hmm. Um, I appreciate I appreciate the attention to detail. They made a lot of like funny um, uh, PlayStation jokes. <laughs> uh, those are really those are really cute. But those things alone, I don't think we're able to. I don't know. Like it didn't, um, it didn't have the level of humor and the level of tightness that I was expecting from a a story that is meant to introduce you to all of those things. Yeah. So definitely not at Pixar level, but above anything there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can't think of what to compare it to, but yeah, to me it was very kind of, you know, middle of the road. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, Bowman? Did you get the chance to see the movie? I didn't get a chance to see it, but, um, I'm, I'm thinking that's one of the only movies that we can introduce to my uh, to my kids. So <laughs> I'm sure. definitely going to give it a not, try. Not... Mm-hmm. Fair. You know what? My kids started watching. Uh, so this is our last film, Mortal Kombat. Started watching that with me today. And she's like, this is very violent. <laughs> like, yeah, it yes, it is. There's a lot of fighting. <laughs> what about you, Shaz? Did you end up watching this film? Yes. And, uh, and I think I'm coming at it from a different angle here. And, and I, I'm going to say, I, I think that maybe Steve is not the intended audience for this movie. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, when, when I say that, I mean that when we're talking about a movie that's uh, being created from a video game, I think the purpose of, of that movie even existing in the first place is, is sort of uh, as fan service, right? You're, you're creating a movie for the fans of the game primarily. And so because I'm a huge fan of these games, um, I feel like all of those things, like the weapons and the and the and the little jokes, I feel like they meant a lot more than they would have if I hadn't played the games and and really invested my time into into, into that. Um, there was there was a part of, of while I was watching this that I felt like I was watching an extended cutscene. Hmm. Like it 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 felt like at any point it would have given control of the character to me. Like it it, it just the way that they were. Um, staging the the uh you know just sort of uh directing the the way that the movie was laid out and and because of that i i, I enjoyed it but it made me feel like i, I wanted to grab a controller like it <laughs> it, it wasn't it, it didn't i don't know if it really worked for me as just a movie um but because i i was a fan of the series it, it made me kind of want to get back into those games mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. i wonder if i'm gonna try to do the middle ground of you two which is funny because in the video thing i'm right between <laughs> you guys <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um i wonder if this film part of the cynical part of me is like maybe they made it so that they introduce people to the video game so that they could buy the video game right mm-hmm. um yeah. because especially since it's so close to the video game yeah um, using the same assets and all the actors, um, you know, I wonder if that's more 
what Sony was going for in this case. Like, it's not yeah, a marketing standpoint. Awesome. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. They're halfway there, right? Why not, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's like, that's the thing. Like, I'm totally just I'm approaching all the movies on the list as movies and then as video game movies. So for me, mm-hmm. I thought it was a okay video game movie because of all of mm-hmm. its like uh, attention to detail that it mm-hmm. really, you know, it was by those people and they didn't really change anything in terms of mm-hmm. what happens in the video game. So yeah, it is probably the most accurate video game movie in existence. I think it's a fairly weak movie and I think mm-hmm. they needed to approach it. I mean, this is, this is where it always comes down to books being translated in movies, video games being translated in movies, comic books being translated. Like you got to pick and choose. And, and in this case, they kind of didn't, they, they didn't really convert it into a film. Like, like even what you just said, Shouse, so, I mean, I said it too, it, it felt like a cutscene, And I think they were too much in that, um, way of storytelling to take a step back to bring it to a more like you know like let's establish things and let's let's pace it differently like it was like super fast like it just kept going you know and so yeah that's where i, I feel like it was a weaker film good good video game movie but as a movie on its own not not as good i wonder about kids who watch this movie and were like you know what i'm gonna get this game and see um sure. like if it continues the story and then it sort of replayed the whole story <laughs> that was a disappointment yeah. or you know they're like oh yeah i remember this in the movie it's interesting. But, but from what I understand, though, the game is amazing, right? So I don't think the game was amazing. Yeah. So anyone who had uh, PlayStation Plus the past year or so, this is one of your free games that you got um, if you added it to your library. So going from one super animated movie to another animated movie, we're going to talk about 2016's Warcraft film. Um, this film was directed <laughs> by Duncan Jones, who, if you don't know, um, is the son of David Bowie, and he also directed some really amazing movies like Moon. Yes, Source Code, um, Source Code, and you. As Source well. Code, yeah, my bad, I forgot yeah. about that one. Um, oh man, we should have done Assassin's Creed. Now that I was thinking about it, anyway, yeah, that's not that's important. Right. I yeah, um, this movie had a you know a lot of people in it and had some crazy tech in it. Um, this stars Travis Flamel, Paula Patton, Ben Foster, Dominic Cooper, Toby Cabell, um, and you know a bunch of other people. Ruth Nega is in it, um, so you know. Half of uh, preachers in here. Glenn <laughs> Close does a cameo in it yes. too. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, she yes, does. She is, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. And for those who love uh, Canadian uh, actors, Callum Keith Rennie yeah. is in it. Um, mm-hmm. For those who remember Battlestar and a bunch of other films that he's or TV shows. And, and I think this one made the most money of any oh, video game yeah. adaptation. Ever. Well, yeah. China yes. loved this movie. Oh, yes. uh, made China loved it. Saved the <laughs> yeah. film. The film didn't do is that it, well. Is it uh, um, this movie has been rumored to get a sequel, but I don't think it's going to be by Duncan Jones, and it might just no. be an Asia-only um, production. Yeah. Which, um, hopefully, Duncan Jones wants to continue because he based this mm-hmm. um, on a trilogy, which, you know, whenever you make a film, you should definitely not <laughs> do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Only I do think, that if they sign you to a three-picture deal and they guarantee the money up front. Yeah, yeah. history history has told us that that's bad. Um, <laughs> so Warcraft um, came out in 2016 and is based purely on the first game, which people I don't think mm-hmm. were expecting, especially since that game came out in 1994 and the popularity of the Warfra- uh, Warcraft franchise is mostly around World of Warcraft now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Give it out to you guys. What did you guys think of this film as an adaptation of the the source material, etc.? Go. <laughs> I will go. I'll, you know I'll, what? I'm go with go. Yeah, coach, go. Okay, I'll go. Coach again. Dang. I know. I don't know why it's the it's the alcohol talking. You're giving away my alter ego. 
Um, you know what? <laughs> I visually, I was very happy with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the the story for me was okay. It wasn't phenomenal. There was a lot going on, but there was a lot going on in the first game as well too. So that's not mm-hmm. new. I I appreciated the fact that he definitely went to the back to the roots of the of the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like you said, so many people are familiar with the World of Warcraft universe, which does reference things that happen in the first game. But a lot of people that play it aren't familiar with that, so it was yeah. kind of nice to be like. Just so you guys know, if you're really like, it, kind of it was a good movie to watch. Just a general like action action fantasy film, really, really visually pleasant to watch. And for bi- hardcore fans, it's like here's literally two and a half hours of the yeah. pre story that you hear them talk about in the game that you yeah. won't have known unless you want to dig up an old copy of that game somewhere online because mm-hmm. you can't really find it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to be able to like give them that piece of history without having played through it. And for those of us that you know were around when that game came out and played it. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool. They're actually doing this, you know, with tech. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, uh, I, I liked the movie. I liked, I, I thought it was good. It wasn't my favorite movie, but that's just generally it wasn't my favorite movie. Like nothing bad about it. I just didn't like it personally. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts from anyone else? Bowman shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that, it, that this is one of those movies where. I remember when I heard that it was coming out that, that I was really curious to see what it was going to look like as a live action film. Yes. Like one of those movies where I was like, oh, how are they going to do this? What's it, you know, how are mm-hmm. they going to make the special effects look good? Or are they going to look bad? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I agree with Matt that, that, that visually it, it looked the way I wanted it to look. Yeah. So I was kind of excited to see that. Talk. Um, I wasn't a uh, a fan of the series, and I well, not that I was. I I just wasn't a PC guy, and that so I never really got into the Warcraft thing. Um, so watching the movie, I guess the first thing that came to my mind was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it felt it, well. The definitely the the creators of the game took their D and D strategy guide and wanted to make it into sure. a, a video <laughs> oh, <of> course. game, <laughs> right? You know, it, yeah. but the film itself just had it had a real feel of, you know, someone who really loved the actual movies and that was trying to hew close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mm-hmm. very surprised when I went back and kind of delved into some of the lore and that. They actually, you know, they did a halfway decent job in that of introducing, yeah. like, you know, a lot of the main characters and that, especially Mandeev, uh, played by Ben Foster and that, and, you know, his, mm-hmm. his, his, his yeah. entire downfall, basically, in one whole film. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that they went through that too. Mm-hmm. Bowman, did you play the game and or I I you know what? I didn't play the game, but my uh my introduction to the World of Warcraft was uh the <laughs> South Park. <laughs> uh, okay. So this 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 movie did it justice, didn't it? <laughs> I just wanted a two hour South Park episode. <laughs> but you know what? Like I as a huge Lord of the Rings movie fan, like it like seeing the trailers for World of Warcraft, I'm definitely interested in watching it. Um, is it a movie that you can uh, let your kids watch, or is it just yeah, it's kids? Lord of the Rings Island? It, it, yeah. Weirdly, weirdly, weirdly bloodless though. No, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You say that, but in the last battle, there are heads getting yeah. crushed and like people getting decapitated. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Look, there, yeah. it's all CG. It's none of the people. Although the people yeah. are sort of getting crushed too. Yeah, people are getting crushed. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's kind of Lord of the Rings so, level violence, but no, I don't the, know the original what... Lord of the Rings is way more violent than that. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yes. 
Right. No one gets bowed and arrowed like uh, sure. Sean Bean. Sure. <laughs> but no one can get bow and arrowed like Sean Bean. Yeah, no. we'll talk about him in the next film. Uh, Steve, what do you think of this film? Uh, well, I think, uh, I think uh, like everyone's been saying, I think the art direction was fantastic. I'm glad that they really tried to stick to the look of, you know, what we expect from Warcraft. So that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, so good to see that stuff come to life. And mm-hmm. the yeah. attention to detail to the lore was really nice too. Uh, I think that's probably the only thing about the film is I think, it's a full two hours and boy, it feels like two hours yeah, by the yeah. end though. Cause yeah. they have so many characters and so many things that they tried to stick in there. And I think mm-hmm. they did an admirable job. I mean, considering how much lore they tried mm-hmm. to cover and how much they tried to introduce. So mm-hmm. um, I think actually I was kind of surprised by this one because I, I didn't really know what to expect. And uh, I think it's a very good video game movie. And I think it's actually a pretty decent like fantasy popcorn movie. I mean, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. anything brilliant, but you know, yeah. if you're looking for a fantasy um, film, it's a high budget, you know, like serious take. Yeah. Like a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, it were did not look cheap yeah. at all. So, yeah. No. One of my buddies was um, worked on this film and he was telling me about all the technology they had created to do the orcs and just even even having the humans on the horses and them going across the the trees or not the trees the forest and stuff and it was mind boggling boggling the things that he would talk about he worked in um, the previs for this so you a lot do of- see it you do yeah. see it because like yeah that that was one of those things like what i was just saying like how are they going to handle the orcs and i'm like they they look great you know yeah. the expressions because yeah. i mean you could you can put a cgi face on anything but it was kind of like that thanos thing where like you could still see the actor through yeah. the makeup we'll call it you know the cg makeup yeah but they were very expressive and it mattered because the you know the orcs are big part of the emotional story yeah i think the the big the big thing when it goes to like cg characters is the eyes and yeah. you could tell like the yeah. first the first shot you see of an uh, orc or like his face it's pretty much a close-up yeah. of them and the, his eyes mm-hmm. it's just it's gorgeous yeah. like the 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 arts um for me i thought the film was uh, i was a big fan of warcraft one two and three not world of warcraft i heard that it was digital crack so i stayed uh-huh. away um it but, is. <laughs> but um I was a big fan of the one and especially the lore uh, behind it. And it was really, really neat. Like Hawk was saying that they had taken a lot of this, even stuff from um, that was mentioned in world of Warcraft or not world of Warcraft, Warcraft two, like the tides um, game. And they had talked about uh, medieval and like the the sorcerers and stuff. Um, I loved it. I thought like as a Lord of the Rings fan as well, like Bowman, um, I thought, I, I thought it looked really cool, but there's this thing where, Lord of the Rings created a lot of the backgrounds for it, so mm-hmm. it looked real. Um, this yeah. was mostly CG. Like mm, you could tell yeah, the backgrounds yeah. were CG, the the, yeah. the people were CG, and I, yep. it sort of disconnected for me at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Um, it's sort of you know the Hobbit effect where the <laughs> the Hobbit mostly CG, and you're like, oh, it's yeah. not as good as Lord of yeah. the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Or the attack of the cologne. Yeah, yeah, it, it had that weird sheen behind it, and it yep. didn't feel yeah. too real. But like, yeah. which is sad because all of their armor and all the, like, mm-hmm. the art department did an amazing job on yeah. all the, on the armor did, and weapons. Yeah, the actual. Correct props. me if yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I know this movie? I feel like it got nominated for Academy Awards for uh, effects or whatnot. I can't remember if it did, but I feel like it did for some reason. I have no idea, to be honest. I had the page yeah. open. Let me just check. <laughs> it feels like something that would get that, right? Because yeah, it was very good. Um, and I, yeah. as Steve looks it up, I'm going to keep talking about this film. Um, I really did hope that um, it would go forward as a, you know, a trilogy as yeah. they had planned. Because as a, I know a lot of the fans for 2 and 3, Warcraft 2 and 3, 
most of the heroes of that were the heroes that went forward into World of Warcraft. Right. So even though these characters were mentioned, like they're the people, the heroes of history, what people really wanted mm-hmm. to see were the 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 main people that they had, yeah, um, you know, mm-hmm. they had uh, played with and you know loved. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, I'm gonna just. I'm not sure because I think I know this movie did was one of the more higher grossing. I think the highest grossing video game movie. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like for some maybe I was wrong because I, I was trying to do a lot of research on stuff we were covering. I feel like this one it did it made a lot of money, but I think it's still if you look at just a gross profit, didn't <laughs> profit as much as I think they were counting on because yeah, of the true. technology that they used. Because it was so expensive to make it look so good, and that's the double edged sword where you want to throw a lot of money to make it look as great as you can, but because yeah. you do that, you have to have a phenomenal return and it had a great return, but mm. if it's not a phenomenal return, they have to look at it and go, do we want to risk that on a sequel? Cause sequels don't traditionally do as well as the original yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And if the credits so expanded, they, it's sort of, ah, yeah. and that's yeah. Like, cause then you're relying yeah. with sequels, you're relying on the fans from the first one, which means you're not, you're, it's a smaller net to cast. Mm-hmm. So the awards, uh, it was in there. It got nominated for a couple Annie Awards and also Visual Effects Society Awards, but uh, okay, it, it also didn't win those, unfortunately. But they were oh, all yeah. for uh, photo reel, um, live action, a character animation, uh, animation, that sort of thing. Fair. Right, okay, Fair. that makes so let, sense. Well, we went from one really, really close adaptation to a video game to another one that I felt took the spirit of the video game and moved forward. Mm-hmm. This is 2006 Silent Hill. This film <laughs> was directed by Chris, Christoph Gantz, who, mm-hmm. another famous director. Most of these films had pretty prominent directors mm-hmm. um, going in. This film uh, featured another all-star cast. Rada Mitchell, Sean Bean, Laurie Holden, Deborah Kerr Unger, Kim Coates, like Al's Cridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just keeps going and going. This film was... Yeah. Great film to showcase what Brantford looks like. What did you guys think of this film? Brantford and <laughs> Hamilton. And the Hamilton Mountain. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I'm going to tell yeah. you a really funny story before we go into this. I saw mm-hmm. this movie in theaters with a um, friend of the show, uh, Stu, and mm-hmm. we saw it in Ancaster in Hamilton. And it was mm-hmm. this nice, bright, sunny yeah. um, <laughs> day because, you know, that's when you release a horror movie in the middle of the summer. So we get out of the, it was the middle of the day. We get out of the, the, the theater and it's just mist everywhere. You can see like <laughs> yeah. 10 feet in front of you and we're like, we don't want to go anywhere. Um, yeah. that's, the, that's the type of film that it just encompassed you. At least it did when I saw this. What did yeah. you guys think of this film? Let's go with Matt Moore, the, the fan of horror films. Fan of horror films. You know what? I, like you said, this, I, I liked the movie. I was a huge fan of the Silent Hill game franchise me too uh i played because i was you know a big fan of you know the resident evil games for the old place the original playstation and then this game silent hill it's kind of like resident evil i'll play it i loved the game <laughs> and it's so and much better so than resident follow evil. it i started following it very closely and then i heard they're doing a silent hill movie that's awesome oh by the way they're shooting at a hamilton uh i was and i was i was like okay i mean i know the city's not in the best shape but i mean it's not silent hill level of nasty but i i went i saw the movie i absolutely loved the movie i think that it was like we were saying earlier it's that if you're not going to just recreate a game you definitely want something that takes on the spirit of that franchise and right. makes it its own entity and this definitely did that yeah. it definitely held true to the lore of the silent hill franchise it definitely did great justice to 
characters from that franchise, aka Pyramid Head. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, and the music, the, music the atmosphere, the visuals. Like I, it definitely took that universe and gave you a story from that universe without it being like, oh, this is you know we're gonna do Silent Hill two the game but make it a movie. It's it made it its own yeah. creation altogether, and it was so beautiful to watch. Um, and Sean Bean. I mean, who doesn't love Sean Bean? Exactly. And he doesn't die yeah. in this film. That's really strange. Uh, Bowman or Hawk? <laughs> um, I, I actually played Silent Hill. So I, I remember when I was a teenager playing this game in my bedroom. Lights off. <laughs> I don't know why it's I did like, that. Yeah. But, <laughs> you do? Of course, you have to. But I, I remember playing this game and being absolutely mm-hmm. terrified. And like playing it with goosebumps because you'd enter in a room and then all of a sudden it's there's blood all over the walls and you can't see five feet yeah, in yeah. front of you. So and dark. I would I would just stop playing and just kind of rethink my life for a moment before I press code, right? Because at any moment you're gonna have something jump out five feet in front of you. Oh, and it was no. that kind of fear that made me love <laughs> the game, right? And we're talking about video games and and the different elements that make a good video game. And I think one of those elements is kind of recapturing those experiences mm-hmm. that you had while you were playing it. And when watching Silent Hill, it was it was incredible because I was actually terrified watching right. this movie. <laughs> like because they have all the same effects, like the the walls start to like ash up mm-hmm. and, and turn into like this bloody horror film. And just some of the uh, the the creatures that come out, uh-huh. they were so true yeah. to the game uh-huh. and absolutely terrifying. And of course, my daughter walks in right when <laughs> the bathroom stops. I thought you were going to say the, the front of the church, which is the only other worst scene uh, to have had her walk in at. Oh my gosh, that one too. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, Chelsea, you're going to love this film. In the door like a wet no. towel. <laughs> well, why would I do I that to myself? Not even believe that. No, but uh, but I, I, of course, my daughter, being like the horror f- fan that she is, she was like, "Can I watch that too?" I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not until you're old enough to pay for your own therapy. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it. I thought it again. It uh, it captured the essence of that game and captured it. it my experiences playing that game matched my experiences watching the film. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a mark of a of a great video yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Steve, yeah, you absolutely. look like you want to jump in. Oh no, no. Uh, well, I I uh, I agree with everything that uh, has been said so far. Um, I mean, speaking of like budgets, like we were talking about with uh, Warcraft, I think they handled their budget and used it very effectively in this movie because they they did a lot of practical effects. In fact, like yeah. all those all those people, like even like you know the one that's just like just you know just the whole sack right of flesh mm-hmm. right, like that was a guy in a costume, like that wasn't yeah. just, right. And and they hired dancers to to be all the nurses yeah and they um, actually filmed them uh moving scene. backwards and then they reversed the film to give mm-hmm. them that really you know really freaky you know gate. yeah and so uh in fact um the lead uh her she had 150 versions of her costume and she very gradually wow. it gets darker and darker as it moves through it's a it's, it's a very subtle thing but uh yeah the, the tension the detail really makes this movie stand out and yeah to Absolutely. me it's like uh like yeah and what what matt was saying um you know it was a movie that i think it it wanted to do its own thing and it captured mm-hmm. the spirit 
of uh, Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't play the video games, but I know enough about it. And just mm-hmm. treating it as a film, like I thought, yeah, this was like a real serious attempt at a film with a real vision mm-hmm. behind it, mm-hmm. and it shows. I mean, yeah. so yeah, no, I think I think it's a it's a very solid uh, video game movie, um, but also mm-hmm. it's actually a good movie, you know, uh, for yeah. what it is as well, psychological horror. Um, yeah. yeah, the well, visual. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's it was one of the few movies that, I mean, I remember when it came out, a lot of people didn't know that it was based on a video game. Sure. Oh, nice. And that's because the, they didn't rely on yeah. knowledge of the game to market the movie. They yeah. just they gave you a really creepy looking trailer, mm-hmm. and like I said, people that knew the video game series were like, "Oh my god, that's gonna be crazy." And people that didn't go, "That looks like a cool movie. I'll check it out." Yeah. So that I think that's what kind of made it, it succeed too. as a film itself, as opposed to a a video game adaptation is that they wanted to make, like you said, they wanted to make a film Yeah, that well, just happened to take place in this universe's inspiration. I do want to add a couple of my things. So on the point of them using their budget, well, um, I, they did just the right amount of CG to be effective. Like, because mm-hmm. they mixed the practical and the CG stuff like really well and they didn't overdo yeah. the CG because, yeah, there's obviously some CG stuff in it, but it looks great. Like it still looks yeah. good even now. And I was going to say, uh, Sean Bean, he was added to the film later because the producers thought they needed like a male lead because they they changed some of the story, and yeah. uh, he's totally unnecessary. Unfortunately, like that's yeah. the one flaw with the film yeah. is it it kind of kills the pacing a bit. But anyway, that's all I was going to yeah. say. I do, I do, I one hundred percent. Hawk, anything? Um, yeah, as far as video game adaptations to film and that, this was kind of a slam dunk in that because like Silent Hill itself, and that was. Uh, based largely around film and that and it, it, it was a video game that kind of hit the, uh, the console units at a, at a time when they could you know create more of an atmosphere uh mm-hmm. rather than you know mm-hmm. every, you know rather than like you know a few even just a few years back in that um so uh sorry just lost my train of thought there um yeah it happens all the time <laughs> to me but uh yeah i was really impressed when i saw this film and that uh yeah everything steve commented on and that the the visualization of the nurses and that which is you know for anyone playing who played silent hill 2 and that walking into that closet with that you know with those nurses standing there and hitting them with the flashlight and seeing them just start shaking and jibbing yeah two things for me um the the thing to go off of Steve's uh, CG usage in this mo- movie, I think the good thing about using the mix between uh, practical and CG is that the CG is just used to enhance, right? Yeah, everything everything was shot to look like that, but adding the the CG to make the ash go up and stuff, mm-hmm. like it was all done to to enhance everything that's already there. And yeah, I think they were relying on it. Yeah, that's the mark of a good horror director like you can see Guillermo do that a lot like yeah. he's he's moved towards a lot more CG but he does have a lot of um, practical already mm-hmm. you can see that from the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark trailer that yeah. recently came out um, but another good story I'm pretty sure Matt you were here when we did this um, in 2006 we went to Fan Expo I'm pretty sure you were there me you and Stu um, and they had like a group of probably the same dancers that were in the oh, floor yeah. Oh, dressed yeah. up as the nurses and they oh, were walking oh, around oh. the show floor. And this was before they added the horror section of the, of the whole um, fan expo, but it was terrifying yeah. to see them there. Cause they were marketing. Oh, that's air quotes marketing mm-hmm. that film. Cause everyone saw them and was just like, I'm going to back up. <laughs> yeah. And, and then <laughs> after that year, like pyramid head would show up ever so often. And it's just amazing seeing people, um, just take that art direction and go. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I was going to say, just to go off the with the CGI. I think, the for me personally, I think the reason that works so well is because it was trying to create an effect that looked unnatural. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, when it, it did it so well that your brain doesn't reject that going, well, that doesn't look real or that looks too real, like with stuff like Warcraft or whatnot, where it looks hyper real. Mm-hmm. This was creating an unnatural effect. So your brain goes, that looks so, like it looked right, but it wasn't meant to look, to exist in nature. So you're like, this is so creepy because that looks like it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that sense of uh, disconcertment because your brain's like, this isn't a natural thing. And so it's, that's where I always find CG works best is when you use it to enhance effects that aren't, a natural thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I'm pretty sure we're all like, you have to see this movie. Shouse, not you. It's fine. I'm, I'm reading the <laughs> synopsis right now and I don't think I'm ever going to sleep again. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Um, on a, I think, a wiki page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the best thing about this movie um, is the ending. I know we talked about how Sean Bean wasn't necessary, but that last shot of him coming out of it his is, house yeah, was true. perfect. Like pitch perfect yeah. to the tone of the film and the tone of the video game franchise. And it was a good, it was a good shout out to the game. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. It's true. He, in that respect, it does add that extra layer. And yeah. if they had used them a little more sparingly, I think that would have been a bit better. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, actually I wanted to say one more thing. Um, I do think that, that people didn't know it was based on a video game and that Silent Hill, I don't know how well it did. I'm sure it left an impact because almost like every 2000s era horror movie, I think tries to approach what they were trying to do with the Silent Hill sets and the feel and the look. They never achieve it. And they're like a dime a dozen. But you know what I mean? Like all these like grimy horror movies, Mm -hmm. they're always trying for it, but Silent Hill actually succeeded at it. Uh, Because I would even talk, I'd even say like some of those like Texas Chainsaw remakes, like, They're just oh, yeah. gory and gross. They're not really scary. Whereas this is a really unsettling use of, yeah. of you know, degradation. Silent Hill had substance behind it. There yes. was a reason for it to be there. And part of that reason was that you don't know what's going on. And it gives you that sense of confusion and, and just uncertainty. As opposed to just making it grimy for the sake of making it grimy. Which exactly. you know, is, is interesting, but it doesn't add anything other than you're just making it look dirty. Yeah. yeah, I got a question. Um, yeah. so, so I've never played the games. I've never played the, like I played all the Resident Evil games, but I've never played the Silent Hill games. Um, is there a way to get into it now? Or are we looking like, is this like PS1, PS2 era? <sighs> they haven't made a PS3 or, or not. Wait, sorry. They made a PS3 one, but they never made a yeah. PS4 one. Konami made these games and it's sort of that they don't really make video games anymore, right? They sort of yeah. stuck yeah. with the... With the arcade games and the pachinko machines, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because people have been trying to get this uh, franchise to go forward. The last yeah. time this game that they wanted to make this game was for the PS4, and it was with Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the famous the PT, PT demo. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. PT demo, which is the, um, it is the scariest. Yeah, the scariest game I think <laughs> I've ever played. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. and it's just closest, a demo. Just that and it's demo, a, yeah. and it gets so crazy. Yeah, you know the closest thing I I could say if you want to play something similar to this would be uh, the Evil Within. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. It's, that's fair. it's very tone, tonally very similar, and again, it's the things start out normal, and then you go into this weird universe where things are like there's a lot of uncertainty, and there's these horrific monsters. Uh, tonally, it is very very similar. It's obviously not, but it's you can see where they drew the inspiration from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just with the like the the jump scares and the like, you know you turn a corner and you know there's something there and you get you get that shock and you're like oh it's a mannequin 
or it's a cat away, jumping out. <laughs> but then you look away and you look back, and the mannequins have moved, like just creepy things like that, which are very much uh, hallmarks of the Silent Hill game franchise. Uh, shows if you don't mind doing the emulator thing, um, check out Silent Hill Two. It's my favorite of the series. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I it's that. the best story wise. You don't I've really need one to do it. It looks like they released an HD collection on PS3 for the first three games. Makes oh. sense, yeah. So that might be worth. I, I think they out. did that after they they released the room. Oh, so yeah. They, kinda, they okay. brought the other ones back so that you could play it on PS3 if you hadn't had yeah. the, the PS1 and PS2. And from what I recall, I don't think the room was um, very good. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was it, definitely like it was in the same universe, but it wasn't a good story. It's weird having a game in one room the whole yeah. game <laughs> um so speaking of well not speaking of so let's go to one of the more recent video game uh, adaptations and that would be 2018's tomb raider this movie was you know i, I thought it was pretty good it uh, was directed by roar unthog which was who's a pretty, he was he was a pretty yeah. up-and-coming director and it stars probably one of the one of the only um oscar winners in any of these yes. Movies. This has Alicia Vikander as Laura Croft, as yes. Dominic West as Richard Croft, Walter Goggins as Matthias Vogel, <laughs> Daniel Wu, who's one of my favorite Asian actors in the really good role. I thought he was really good in this movie. Yeah, um, it was under, but there's under, also like Kristen Scott Thomas. There's a bunch of other people in this film that are really good. Um, so, what did you guys think of this? We didn't. I didn't choose the 2001 or 2000 the Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie, Jolie one. one just yeah. on purpose because. I didn't like those movies, um, but <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? You know, they rebooted the game franchise. You might as well talk about the reboot. Yeah, exactly. The that's, what, that's the reason yeah. why I this too. Um, yeah. So starting with Tomb Raider, who let's go with Steve. What do you think of this film? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a mediocre movie, to be honest. Like, I, I think it's a very <laughs> it's a very good um, adaptation of the extremely toned down reboot of Tomb Raider, which is fine. I love the reboot of Tomb Raider, but mm. it's a lot less like comic book and superhero than the Angelina Jolie version or mm -hmm. the video game that that was based on. Yeah. So mm -hmm. from that perspective, it's a much more uh, safe, much more straightforward kind of storytelling. But, you know, I, I watch it again and I remember after I saw it in the theater that I was like, yeah, you know, it was, you know, it's decent action and, you know, everything. But I, I don't know. It's not that memorable to me as a movie. Like there's not much about it that really stands out for me. So that's yeah. fair. I'm going to go off of that in a sec. Hawk, what did you think? Um, I kind of had the same reaction. Um, although I got to say, Alicia Vikander kind of killed it in this role. Um, I thought, yeah, she's way better than like Jolie. Jolie was all kind of just punny in that. Um, she can actually do a, a British accent. So, you know, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Helps to be from the region. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, I found I, I had some kind of reservations about it. I like Daniel Wu uh, into the Badlands is is one of the you know best shows on TV. Unfortunately, this is ending this year. Uh, I thought he was a little underused as, um, in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, more just a support role for her. Um, um, for those who don't know, Daniel Wu was actually in Warcraft as well. He was yes. Gul'dan, um, which is amazing. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> oh, keep going. I forgot I about that. <laughs> um, it's your t um, it's your typical kind of uh, treasure hunt movie in that, more along the lines of the Raiders of the Lost Ark series and that. Yeah. Um, Plus I wish a coming of age plot. Sure, yeah, a coming of age plot for her and that. Her kind of this is her Batman Begins, basically. For sure, for sure. Um, that, there was this question that kind of stuck out in my mind in that. Um, 
no spoilers for any of the listeners in that, but spoiler it away, who cares? If this thing was as as dangerous as we find out how dangerous it was in that, <laughs> why would they leave locks on the doors to, for somebody to come along and figure out? That is a good question that we're not going to answer because we don't know. Bowman, did you get a chance to see this movie? I didn't get a chance to see it, no, but I did get to see the Angelina Jolie one. But no, I didn't get, I didn't get a We'll talk about that in the bad movies. Matt Moore, <laughs> okay. what do you, you think? Did you see this, Matt? No, I didn't get a chance to see this one, unfortunately. But I, uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, I'm, I've never been a big fan of the Tomb Raider franchise, either as films or as games. Sure. Uh, so this one was a, I, I kind of was a, if I get a chance to see it, I'll yeah. see it. But I just, I, I had to really kind of, power through some of the other ones and yeah, i was no like worries. i just i can't yeah yeah do it yeah um going yeah going off the other two like i i am a big fan of this series steve will attest to this like i was really big into the the reboot from 2013 i recall i i, I believe i think yes. was when it came mm-hmm. out um yeah, that, so. that video game series was um shepherded by rihanna pratchett for those who don't know that's the daughter of terry pratchett who gave us this world and good omens mm-hmm. and all those amazing mm. books um so I love these games like to mm-hmm. the point that I have it on both my PC and my PS4. And um, I think the good thing about this game, like we, we talk about adaptations, like does it take strictly from the source material? And this unfortunately does really pull from that first um, yeah. video game. But but the thing I really enjoyed, and I hope this happens with the Uncharted because the uncharted movie because i have issues with it is that they took a lot of the like the mythological stuff like the yeah. superpowers mm-hmm. and they sort of grounded it i i thought that was a yeah. really interesting take in this movie what you guys the two the guys that have seen it what did you guys think of that like the the original game had like you know spirits and whatnot right she's taking over the world and instead they had this as like a plague yeah um i mean like yeah i could see that because uh, the entire time i was wondering is this you know is are they going to encounter a supernatural element to this and that? And yeah, it, as Steve said, they grounded this movie uh, into reality and that. That was me, the other Asian. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I was saying, I was saying the, the whole thing is sort of toned down just like the video games had become toned down. But yes. it, yeah, um, yeah I, I guess that to me was sort of an interesting point because I was, I think they did that on purpose to kind of make you wonder as you're watching, you know, mm-hmm. and sort of figure out, you know, where, you know, the levels of everything, including the levels of betrayal and, you know, uh, but I, I, I feel like with this movie, especially because they were doing a, their own kind of version of the story. So it had the spirit of it. It wasn't following it exactly, which was good. I almost feel like the stuff that they pulled from the video games maybe even held this movie back a little bit, you know, like, like, I, like the, the plane sequence and all of that, yeah, like they lifted yeah. direct things. That stuff was fine and it wasn't distracting and it wasn't of place, but like, I almost feel like they, they maybe tried too hard to stick to the game and probably just because the new version is so toned down, they could have done anything, you know, now, like, you, so you say it's toned down, which is funny because there was a lot of flack when, when the games came out, right. Because of the level of violence in it. Sure. Sure. Um, so I wonder what, like, cause this is let, like it's toned down based off like, not even on the video games. The video games were super, super violent. At least the first yeah. one, like when she would, you know, go up against the rocks or her killing people. Um, it was a little 
much for a like a yeah. Oh, I'm not saying the movie isn't violent. Sorry, I don't mean to. Yeah, it's coming across a little bit funny. Um, I I just mean that uh, I think that they could have told an original, um, an even more original because they started. I mean, it's halfway totally different from the the video game, really, but it mm-hmm. still has the essential beats. And I think they could have probably gone even further if they had kind of disconnected themselves from from the the reboot. Because uh, I mean, it's it's a reboot already, you know. Like, yeah. the main the important thing was for her journey. Uh, and her evolution into the to, the Tomb Raider, and they did do that part very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. that's that to me was sort of like where it's kind of like eh, I don't know. I I hope they do another one. I hope yeah, they do. me too. Um, like Alicia Vikander was good, like a Hawk said, and they did actually do more Tomb Raiding in this movie than the previous film. It's true. Yes, that's good. Yep. Um, but you know, there, there was that whole, like we were talking about the supernatural aspect. There was a part of me near the end when they were getting close to the Yamaka or whoever the, Him- the Himoko, Himoko, um, person. And I was like, if they have people crawl out of the walls, like they did in Indiana Jones 4, <laughs> I'm just going to throw something at this screen. Um, but luckily they didn't. Um, I do think that this film took a while to get going. Like I like the film. I still do. Um, but like the whole thing with her having no money at the beginning yeah in the bike race like it just seemed unnecessary <laughs> maybe that's what it is maybe it's a pacing thing and yeah i don't know there were some I, weird pacing things i originally enjoyed that pacing at the beginning and then uh, you know it was especially effective in the pawn shop scene and that you know, i thought the pawn shop scene was funny yeah. and i like you gotta love when nick frost shows up in a random nick movie frost like, for okay, the, yeah that's mm-hmm. weird cool i wonder if daniel Wu got him to come out because of uh yeah. badlands you never know um so in general this is probably one of the the closer to video games and maybe a little too close. Let's go to something that um, came out in 1995. <laughs> and really before this game, this movie came out, the, the mythology behind the series wasn't too deep. And this movie actually influenced a lot of the mythology going forward. Um, this movie is Mortal Kombat. Mortal was- Kombat! I say he's very uh, <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> and this movie came out in 1995. Its IMDb page, for some odd reason, has a video of Chucky on it. Um, I don't know why. But this, Random. <laughs> and this movie yeah. was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson before he added the W.S. in his name. And it mm-hmm. stars like a really good cast, a uh, pretty good cast. It has Christopher Lambert, uh, Robin Show, who ended up being like sort of typecast after this movie unfortunately yeah. Um, yeah. Bridget Wilson Sampras before she became a Sampras and you mm-hmm. know um, I thought it was it was mind blowing as a 14 year old watching this movie it was one of the mm-hmm. first video game adaptations I saw in <laughs> theaters uh, what did you guys think of this film let's go with Shouse we haven't heard he's still here yeah <laughs> what do you think of Mortal Kombat oh I love this movie I remember seeing this as as like a uh, a young kid. What were we like? 13, 13, 14, 14, maybe we were fourteen. Fourteen when this movie came out, and I, I had the poster on my wall. I had the, uh, <laughs> I had the soundtrack um, on cassette, <laughs> and, and you know it was cassette. Man, it was ninety four. You should have had um, a CD player by then. I remember. I remember seeing that soundtrack in used bins at those CD stores all the time. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, can still find them there too. This yeah. this was one of the first soundtracks to heavily pro- um, feature EDM music, and it was yeah. one of the best selling EDM. Uh, albums for like the longest time yeah, so I you know you gotta you gotta you know give them that they <laughs> actually went to they actually went to a smaller publishing company because everyone else for the soundtrack was like no you gotta add like 
nine not nine inch nails who's popular back then uh, uh nine inch nails was huge back then. <laughs> yeah but not yeah. to the general public right they were going oh, for general like, spice no, girls no, no like general public like general public like spice <laughs> girls general public but not spice girls but a little bit heavier like nick not but pre-nickelback who was good there who was back then smashing problems oh, or something uh, who knows something but yeah, yeah, you gotta give him that. So, so, so I, I, I stopped you because of my love of soundtracks. No, but but like the music was certainly part of it. Like when whenever they would go in and have a battle, um, the music would kick in and you'd get so excited. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the the way that like you you had said the way they described the the lore uh, of the Mortal Kombat universe, um, they, they they did it in a way that was fun. It was uh, you know as as a fourteen year old, it was. <laughs> Like the special effects were mind blowing, and you know, I mean, now Goro looks a little interesting when you when you watch. <laughs> well. But but I mean, they, they they really went out of their way to use a lot of sort of combination, I guess, of, of practical and 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 mm-hmm. computer generated effects, right? Yeah. Like when when the scorpion had the, the the claw coming out of his hand, that was, you know, they they definitely got some computer stuff going on there. But mm-hmm. you know, there were definitely some costumes going on too. But <laughs> it's, it's just one of those movies you can quote. You know, <laughs> your soul is mine. You know, like that kind of, yeah. it's surprising how much of this movie, like I have memorized still, like I watched it last night and there were times I was like, okay, I, I, I definitely knew that line. Or I just start mouthing it. And Megan yeah. was looking at me like, I'm not watching this movie anymore. With you. <laughs> 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 that type of thing. Uh, Bowman, what do you think of this film? I loved it. It's been like, like 25 years since I've seen it, but, um, uh, wow. Right. When, did it, when did it come out? 95? Yeah, right. 95. It's not early, man. <laughs> no, I know. No, it's been like, it's been quite some time, like over 20 years since I've seen it. And I just watched it again yesterday. And it's so entertaining. It's still entertaining to this day. <laughs> like all the fight scenes are so well choreographed. There's, I love the little Easter eggs that they, they put in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little too, uh, it, it is very violent. It's hyper violent. So I don't know if I, I tried to, keep my daughter busy while i was watching it <laughs> Here, cut, color this. yeah but uh but no i really like i really enjoyed it it's it reminds me of uh it t- definitely took me back to the time i got to watch it in the theater and i enjoyed it then as well haven't seen annihilation yet though <laughs> that yeah matt moore <laughs> um no, I remember seeing i saw the movie in theaters i remember it i enjoyed it immensely i thought it was really good there was there's some stuff they did with it that I wasn't a huge fan of. That's just me. Uh, Cause I, I was a big fan of the original console, like the, the cabinet game, like the original mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't beat Goro with a split punch. It, it's, <laughs> I'm it's sorry. True. You can't. It's literally like that happened. And I'm like, I get that this is for a joke, but no, you can't do that. He has no junk. Thing. You can't do that in the game. That's bullshit. <laughs> and I remember being very angry about that when I saw it. Are you I still angry? It, and I was still it's angry. angry I'm like, sure. this is so, no. It's yep. the one thing you can't do. Um, <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, like, again, it's it's a, a very, it's it's can't be good fun. Like, it doesn't try to make itself a serious movie. It knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And I respect the fact that everyone involved knew what this movie was. And they weren't trying to make it anything other than that. They tried to, they injected a little bit of realism. So at least the earth, like the earth realm fighters didn't have superpowers. 
And they had to kind of, well, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like compared until to that fireball like, at the end, right? <laughs> but until, but I mean, compared to like Scorpion and yeah, for sure. et cetera, where like they didn't have the powers that they normally had in the games of Johnny Cage's and throwing green energy balls around and doing like the weird splitting himself up shadow kicks. Yeah. Like they kept the humans human. He did do gave a shadow kick. World. He, yeah, well, he, he did, but of, not yeah. with like the tracer and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They kept the outworlders with powers and they kept the humans human. So they tried to interject some reality to it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Chris Lambert kind of sitting there brooding and being Raiden, which I, again, wasn't a fan of his involvement. I, I get they needed to have a name, but like, <laughs> like if you're going to put Lord Raiden in a film, don't get like Chris Lambert of all people to do it. Oh man, I, I like, would totally have gotten Chris Lambert to do it. And don't get Chris Lambert it. and then dye his hair white. Like you're just making him whiter at that point in time. <laughs> like you got one of the whitest guys ever. Like, let's get this German guy sounding guy to play, you know, the Chinese god of thunder. That works, right? <laughs> but other than that, it was fine. Yeah, Hawk, what about <laughs> um, you? I gotta confess, it's been over 20 years since I saw it. I got dragged to the theater to see this, I think, basically by my friends and that. Who... I'm sad that you're dragged there and you weren't dragging other people. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm leaving you to the end, Steve. Oh, no. <laughs> but I gotta say, I mean, yeah, they kind of hit every note on it and that, and they they caught it at the at the right time and that, you know, at the height of the cabinet, uh, you know, arcade, you know, version's popularity and that uh as far as the violence and that you know it's like they could have gone way more violent on it yeah. Than that, considering yeah but they wouldn't have at this age and i and i know that they were thinking about making it r but they decided to make a pg-13 yeah i was gonna say wasn't it a, the PG, majority, it was a pg movie so they because yeah, they, they wanted pretty a teen well. market for it the that. teen market for sure um, yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. um but I, and I gotta agree, Chris Lambert. Uh, you know, as much as I loved him in Highlander and that, he is a one-note actor. <laughs> the the, the vibe I got. Note. <laughs> Here's I, like, the thing. I, I like the that note. note is speaking at a tone like yeah. this. <laughs> Rewatching Mortal Kombat and watching Christopher Lambert in that, I got the same vibe from him that I got from Jeremy Irons in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh. Where it's like, you and see I them love screen, Jeremy like, Irons in Dungeons and Dragons. You have, they have that look on their face where their eyes are glazed and it's like, this is a paycheck, this is a paycheck. But I'm going to say these the mon- monotonously. It's from a- the sky. No, Steve. Um, Christopher Lambert actually really believed in this film. Like, it's it's really crazy. Oh, if you, listen, like, you read it, all the trivia about him, like, he was only supposed to be there because he was the highest paid actor because he's right. the only real name person on this. Um, he was only paid to be there a couple days. That's why he's not in the movie as much. Um, but sense. he stayed in Taiwan with everyone or Thailand, Thailand, um, even though they had to get boated over to the islands because they were so remote. Um, that's right. why it looks so pristine. Um, but he stayed there oh, just so that people could, you know, that he wanted that family feel and he paid for all of the, like, the the post parties and all of that for everyone like oh okay he really believed nice. in that like nice yeah. okay so I take my comment cool. back he's just a really bad actor then can't <laughs> <laughs> disagree with um, that okay Steve what about you there can be only one um <laughs> yeah I uh, obviously I really I really like this movie uh because I yeah I went and I saw it in the theater a couple times and uh, back then I didn't go to see you know movies you know twice you know so that that was kind of a big deal um we only had limited funds at that age. yeah uh, yeah exactly and um yeah i, I guess uh, uh it's already been said but 
you know, it's it's a ridiculous premise, right? It's a ridiculous story, and and of all like all the movies we've been talking about tonight have had to sort of approach like how are we going to take the subject matter of a video game and make it into a movie? And I find a lot of movies up until Mortal Kombat, because I think Mortal Kombat was a bit of a turning point. Uh, they were always trying to sanitize the material, whether it's a comic book or whatever. They were trying to like appeal to a, a middle ground or like uh, a broader audience. And Mortal Kombat was just like ah, whatever, it's ridiculous. Let's just go full bore, you know? And they yeah. just they just went all out. And um, yeah, back in the day when I used to review movies, uh, I used to have this inverse star system where like you know. Uh, zero to five is like your regular stars but then i also had zero to negative five which was for very entertaining bad movies so movies that you could never say were good movies but were really awesome and mortal kombat is my consummate example of a negative five star movie like i mean it's not a good movie okay but it's fun i think it's a good movie (laughs) no it's it's a lot of fun i'm not saying it's bad i'm saying it's, it's so bad it's good right so um yeah that that's I, you know what, to be honest I don't think it's on that level like I I've, I've watched a lot of bad movies we know like The Room um where it's so bad that it's good but I think this is actually a fun well, right it's an intentional everything they did was intentional and I respect them for like going all out and uh I mean yeah we can debate whether it's actually good or bad but in any case yeah. it's 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 a lot of stars because it's fun, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and and yeah, they just they they hit a lot of things like right at the right time. They pick the right music, and yeah. they uh, and I think since Mortal Kombat, people have been more willing to like actually just mm-hmm. do the premise, you know, as it's supposed yeah. to be. So yeah, um, good movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this case didn't they actually get Ed Boon to do the Scorpion voice in yeah. the in the movie yeah. as well? We got Ed Boon to do the Scorpion voice because which I mean, right there, yeah. like you know, if you get, get over you here, get, well, yeah, like when you get him involved, <laughs> like you, at least you're getting one of the like the creator's blessings, so you know at least they're on board with it too. Which helps. yeah, for sure. And the the director Paul W S Anderson is such a big fan of the, the 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 games that they were just like, we don't want to screw up screw it up it was funny because there's so many people that were involved in this franchise that were such in love with the the mortal Kombat game and people like in the industry love that game too it was so intensely popular like people would mm-hmm. try and stop by and view the set and people were like and the security guys were like nope this is special and we're not letting people in like tom cruise tried to get on set and he got denied, <laughs> no way. which is hilarious wow um but yeah like this this like based on like the adaptation wise, like it influencing the, the games, there, there are a lot of things that this changed yeah. for the universe. Like Steve, mm-hmm. I know you're a big um, mythology guy for the franchise, but this is the first time that Kano was Australian and they yes. kept that going mm-hmm. forward. And yeah. like yeah. the guy who played Chang Sung, uh, Carrie uh, Tagawa. Tagawa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was so influential on this, in mm-hmm. this franchise that they actually ended up yeah. bringing him back in later adaptations of this, like the most recent mm-hmm. live action, they brought him back. And mm-hmm. that's the, the unheard of, right? They just announced last week, they revealed that he is playing Shang Tsung in the next Mortal Kombat game. So he's nice. Back. He's come back as the character in the actual video. That's game. awesome. Yeah. I have the, I have the press release for that. I wasn't sure if that was a, <laughs> released to the public well um, no they showcased it okay cool. Did, okay now remind me when this movie came out had they released mortal kombat 2 yes. in arcades at that yeah. point okay it, it had been out for a while this this is the game mm-hmm. this movie came out the summer before mortal kombat 3 came out in the fall okay yeah because i couldn't remember if they had if they had youth and uh shang Tsung before or after this movie came out i i think i wonder if that influenced the video yeah, game like for three because he got he got younger in that one right uh, and yeah. he was so yeah. immensely popular 
in it. Like there was no yeah. other person that they wanted in that role, and they got him. Yeah, awesome. you were saying well, something and, about Resident Evil and and uh, Paul W S Anderson. Oh yeah, so earlier we were talking about mm-hmm. how um, Paul W S Anderson decided not to come back for the sequel Annihilation, which came out two years mm-hmm. later in '97. Um, and we all know, at least the ones here or whoever has seen it, was that movie was ridiculously panned. It was horrible. A lot of the people didn't come back because they didn't believe in the script, mm-hmm. um, which is understandable after you see the movie. Too uh, bad you will die. Uh, <laughs> that's but, the um, best line reading of that you'll ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> what about, you know, do not underestimate the human spirit. <laughs> okay, oh. we're, we're, we're going to do a Geeks with Kids table read. Uh, we should. That would be hilarious. Oh, we should. <laughs> um, as a bonus episode, we'll put on Patreon for, you know, I don't yeah. know. Let's start a pa- Patreon. Annihilation. Well, yeah, we do I Patreon. Think yeah. um, I think, I think um, so basically he saw what happened to the franchise that he loved, Mortal Kombat, because he, he gave it off to whoever. He wanted to do Horizon. What was this? Horizon? Event, Event, Event Horizon. Event Horizon film, which Horizon. I thought was cool. Um, yeah, good so, movie. So when he started Resident Evil, it was another franchise he, he really loved in the ps2 era he decided to stick through it all the way to the end for oh. good or you know bad he stayed yeah. all the way to the end well that's fair yeah well, it was his baby and he wanted to make sure he, it didn't yeah get, it, it, ru- it ruined him when when mortal kombat 2 came out well, it ruined a <laughs> lot of people when that movie came out <laughs> <laughs> he was actually he loved the, the franchise so much that he was worried when mortal kombat 1 came out like the reviews and stuff he was like it was his first real big movie and yeah. he ended up going away on vacation where there was no media so he couldn't find out. And then someone actually ended up calling him at his resort and they're like, this movie is doing gangbusters. Like it's selling yeah. out like nothing. And he's like, eh, I'm already here. I paid for the re- <laughs> the vacation. I'm yeah. going to stick around. I might as well relax. <laughs> exactly. What did you guys think of like, let's Steve, we'll go on the mythology side. What did you think of the, what they did to this and how they influence it going forward? Um, I think they did a very good job. I mean, that's just sort of getting back to the, the subject of the uh, episode. Um, you know, the, with fighting games, um, there's a lot of different ways of ending because you play as different characters and they all have their own stories. So it's always a bit of a tricky thing with fighting game movies, which surprising there actually haven't many, uh, on how to handle the multiple possible endings. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people who were big fans of the game were probably a little upset when they just kind of like, you know, rode off Sub-Zero and, and Scorpion with like a line like, you know, oh, they are slaves under my control. So they just became like background characters right away. But, you know, how are you going to handle that many people, right? So I think yeah. from the perspective of juggling all the characters, uh, they came out with like a, a, a good story uh, with, you know, four or five main characters. And um, yeah, I, I do like that they were somehow able to, to pull it all together uh, from that perspective without really messing with the lore. And, if, uh, and as you said, uh, it helped to expand the lore in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go towards you, Shouse. Um, as a fan of uh, the the movie, were you a fan of the video game as well? I was. Yes. Did, th- did this like so we were 14 at this time? Yeah. Um, did this hype you up more? I know when I saw this movie, the soundtrack made me play it all the time. Um, I ended up playing this way more than previously before. It's nothing. It's something that at that age, at a 14 year old. Does it hype you up? Like, has it still hyped you up? Do you still play the Mortal Kombat games is where I'm going with this? You know what? I, I don't really anymore. I feel like I sort of peaked at like Mortal Kombat 2, maybe a little bit of Mortal Kombat Trilogy was was, was like when, you know, it started to appear on like the PlayStation. Um, but any of its more recent incarnations, I haven't really gotten into. Um, but, but to go back to what you were saying, like 
yeah, like the 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 game, the, the movie itself got me really excited about the game, and I would go back and I would play through, and I would try to beat it with all the different characters, and and it, like it was a, a lot of fun. <laughs> I wonder how us as teenagers would take like video game adaptations now. Like, would it hype us up even more going forward? Like people who never played a Tomb Raider game and saw the Alicia Vikander one, would would it have popped them? You know. Popped their peaked their interests as it were. I wonder if it's because Mortal Kombat was like in, in the beginning of the era of the video game adaptation, and now there are so many that I, I wonder if it would even be as special as as it was then. Hmm. And it, yeah, it was sort of it was sort of that peak, right? Like Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. was a phenomenon when it came out. Number one, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it had all the the controversy behind it when it came mm-hmm. out because it was so violent and. No one was used to video games that were that like, I mean, this is just the the, the fighting game itself. You'd had Street Fighters up till that point, and yeah. even then, I think you'd only had like Street Fighter Two, and then Mortal Kombat came out. It's like, oh, we're gonna take that kind of model, but by the way, you can literally knock someone's head off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was like, yeah, yeah. which one? The, the TV commercial for Mortal Kombat, where yeah. it was just like uh, the voices yeah, screaming Mortal Kombat, and it was just people like people rushing yeah. through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it was that. Mortal Monday. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't remember that at all. But I'm gonna oh, look yeah, it up was, on YouTube no, now. It was, or, it was, it was, it was like a, there was like a rallying cry, and everybody's running for the new one. And that. Yeah. yeah, interesting. It's a simple but funny ad. Actually, yeah, I, I wanted that. to add something. Um, in terms of like, they kind of went over the top, and they really played into it, and then there was also the street fighter movie and it's kind of funny because i feel like the mortal kombat movie actually did extend the life and in, enhanced the the phenomenon of mortal kombat whereas i think the street fighter movie was kind of like marking the decline of street fighter in some respects yeah. <laughs> I mean, because of the movie the death knell. i don't know i i feel like it might have actually knocked that nail a little bit deeper cuz street fighter didn't really mm-hmm. gain any more much more popularity after 2 no. like no. nothing well, hit it, that that peak of 2 it no. really, I think, like, I always felt like 2 was kind of the high watermark for yeah. Street Fighter. Like, the World Warriors, like, uh, with when they had the full extended roster, mm-hmm. that that's always the game that I remember, like, I always go back to. It's like, that's my favorite Street Fighter game. I played, like, you know, those sequels after that. But it was always kind of like, yeah, but I remember when it was, you know, I remember a simpler time where it was, you, know, you had eight fighters, and that was the lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you're lucky, you can unlock the bosses and play as them. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair. I think, I, I think I'm going to... Just have one more question. I'm going to put it to Bowman. Um, no. Street Fighter. So this this game, this movie, had something really special for me. For me, and it had Frank Welker in this in this film. He he voiced two characters. One reptile, which you know you didn't really hear, but my favorite part was when he showed up right at the end, and Shao Kahn shows up and he does his voice for Doctor Claw. <laughs> oh, you catch it. <laughs> what did you think of this? Like you saw it recently. Did you did that pop in your mind? You're like, why is Dr. Claw Shao Kahn right now? You know what? I have to go watch it right now. I didn't I didn't pick it up, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch it right now and try to see if he's petting a cat right now. <laughs> it it would have made it a little bit more, you know, on the nose, but it, it was sort of confusing. Did anyone else notice that? I, I I didn't make that connection, but now now yeah. I will always see him as Doctor yeah, Claw. It, it, it made it's clear now. I knew there was something about the voice. I'm like, this. Why is this familiar? I don't get it. That's why yeah. it was. I never understood. Realized that. I'm sorry for ruining this wonderful film. <laughs> oh, it was a negative five star. Now it's a negative four. Yeah. I was just I was just psyched the reptiles in the movie because he's always been my favorite character. 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny because that um, oh, it's funny. I, I keep on saying that, but anyway, um, the reptile fight was supposed to end when they threw the 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 animal version into that, you know that, that statue statue. Like that was supposed to be an end. But when they did test screenings, they were like, "There's not enough fighting in this fighting movie," <laughs> so they extended yeah. the reptile fight to add that reptile humanoid, and they extended yeah. the Johnny Cage fight, which was supposed to end when he did the shadow kick towards. Uh, scorpion in the forest so everything mm-hmm. after that was added um, oh, wow. and yeah. the wow. cool thing about that is that Robin Shao who was Liu Kang who was also a stunt fighter before um, mm-hmm. choreographed those fight sequences that's why they're also oh, the cool. best ones in the movie oh <laughs> yeah. wow yeah there's a lot of fun little trivia about this like um, Paul W.S. Anderson used to film all of the the fights wide so all the all of the actors would get super tired because you know mm-hmm. you can't mess up that choreo, and he yeah, pulled aside and be like, yeah. you know, you do a couple wides, but most of it is short and in, you know, close up, so you can give your actors a rest. I really do suggest looking into the 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 trivia yeah. for this movie. It's really so, fun. Yeah, I have to look into that for sure. So I think we're done with this 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 topic. Yeah, we, yeah. we've sort of done this range of adaptations from really closely knit to the video game to you know, the spirit of it and having that, mm-hmm. that funness. Um, let's throw it out to the audience. What did you think? Like, is there, is there an adaptation that's, you know, that we missed on this list? And by we, I meant me because I'm the one who made this list. <laughs> you can send us an email or talk to us on Facebook or on Twitter. We are all over all of those things. And mm-hmm. you know what? I think this has inspired us to do a really bad video game movie <laughs> adaptation. Yeah. Maybe not five movies, maybe three, or maybe mm-hmm. we'll pick our best ones or, Worst yeah. ones, I guess. We'll, um, we'll, we'll do three. We'll discuss we'll, it. We'll strap in for three yeah. hours. Part of me wants to do the Doom movie right before the Doom movie comes out. The new oh, one. But it's already going to be so much better. I mean, you can no. tell. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for coming out. and Thank you. Um, thank you. Sharing your thoughts you, on this uh, topic. And thank you, listeners, for coming along on this joyride. And uh, you know what? Have a, have a good week. See ya. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Finish him. Finish him. <laughs> Flawless Finish podcast. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what here, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.